SAFM Sports Wrap. Good evening to you. Welcome to SAFM Sports Wrap on a Tuesday evening. I'm Brad Brown. Thanks for joining us tonight. And thank you to the MoneyWeb team as well. They're back again tomorrow evening at 6 p.m. Half an hour of non-stop sporting action for you right now. And uh, the first clash of uh, today's fixtures in the 2017 Africa Cup of Nations is underway. We're about half an hour in. And uh, it is goalless between Ghana and Uganda. It'll be interesting to see how that one does play out. And we'll give you a score update uh, if anything does change there, but half-time is looming. It is goalless as it stands right now. Let's look at some of the other sporting uh, stories uh, making headlines today. Day two of the Australian Open, done and dusted. Chris Bowers was at Melbourne Park. No major upsets today, but he filed this report. This is a day of few surprises, but a couple of long matches. Two of the biggest names of the future, Alexander Sverev and Riley Opelka, went to five sets in searing heat. Sverev won his match while Opelka lost his, but both enhanced their reputations as players to look out for. But a record-breaking five-setter captured the headlines when Ivo Karlovic beat Horacio Zabayos 22-20 final set in a five-hour, 16-minute match. The match is the longest in terms of games at the Australian Open since the introduction of the tiebreak nearly 50 years ago. In shorter matches, Serena Williams, Karina Pliskova, Novak Djokovic and Milos Raonic all won without dropping a set, while the former French Open runner-up Lucy Safarova saved nine match points in beating Anina Vickmeyer. Tomorrow's action has few matches that really stand out, but then any order of play with Roger Federer, Andy Murray, Nick Kyrgios, Angelique Kerber, Gabinia Muguruza and Venus Williams on it can't be bad. Chris Bowers for SAFM Sport, Melbourne. Some great tennis to look forward to tomorrow and we'll have updates for you on AM Live once again. Staying with tennis news, South African Davis Cup captain Marcus Andruska has named uh, the strongest team possible for their upcoming Euro Africa Group 2 tie against Estonia. He's included Lloyd Harris, Nick Skolfs, uh, Tucker Foster, Raven Klaassen and Ruan Rulosa in his five-man squad that'll play in Irene. On to cricket now, A.B. de Villiers has confirmed that he is not available for selection for the upcoming Test Series against New Zealand. He did say, though, he is not retiring from Test cricket just yet. There's been much speculation about his future within the Proteus, but de Villiers has put that speculation to bed. Over the last few years, something has come to mind, the fact that we haven't won a World Cup yet, and I think we all know that. Um, for me to make it to the 2019 World Cup, um, I, I can't play every series in every format for the next few years. Um, so I've made myself unavailable for the New Zealand Test Series. I will be there for the ODIs for the rest of the year. And definitely not retiring out of Test cricket, that's for sure, because I still have a plan of coming back at some stage. Um, but for me, for now, the most important thing is 2019 World Cup. I want to make sure I get there. I want to make sure we lift that trophy. Um, and then that, that's the first goal for me. Despite not being available for selection during the Pro Tiers and Sri Lanka Series, De Villiers says the team has done pretty well without him. They did extremely well, and I'm so proud of what they've achieved over the last few months. Um, I think the way Fuff stepped into the leadership role has been incredible. Um, and going to Australia, being in Australia here, first of all, in a whitewash, and then going to Oz and doing that as well, with a lot of controversial stuff, which always happens in Australia, which showed up again. Um, and the way Fuff and the team handled that was, was very, very good. I was, I was pretty confident with the Sri Lankan series, and, and they, they, they proved me <laughs> right, and that I could be confident. But I'm very happy with the way we're playing at the moment. And hopefully we can maintain that kind of form throughout the year. Well, Sri Lanka, uh, the Proteus next place, Sri Lanka, in three T20 internationals, the first of which takes place on Friday, followed by five ODIs. 
Tavilius says he's looking forward to being out in the middle once again. I've missed playing a lot. Um, I, I obviously love, love the game and it's never, never nice to be sitting on the side. Um, but I'm doing very well. I'm at 100% again. Um, elbows almost at 100% when it comes to straightening it. Um, I need another degree or two, but that, that'll come in the next few weeks. Um, I'm, I'm coming back in the last D20 um, in this series in Cape Town. Yep, we'll have live crossings from that uh, series right here on SAFM. Some football news. I can tell you that Ghana have just gone 1-0 up uh, against uh, Uganda, against the Cranes, from the penalty spot. Dennis Onyongo uh, not able to make the save, so it is 1-0 to the Black Stars. Looking ahead to this evening, late match in the AFCON sees Mali play Egypt. That one kicks off at 9. News out of England, Swansea City have signed Swedish international Martin Olsen from Norwich City on a two-and-a-half-year deal with an option for a third. Manchester United have extended Antonio Valencia's contract by one year. It'll see him stay at Old Trafford until June 2018. And Manchester City defender Bakray Sanya has been fined £40,000 by the FA for misconduct in relation to a post on Instagram complaining about a referee. £40,000. Wow. Coming up next here on SAFM Sports Wrap, we chat uh, some crickets with Lions coach Jeffrey Tiana. SAFM Sports Wrap. You're listening to SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader, and there's been lots of international cricket happening, but also some domestic Sunfoil series action. Two rounds having taken place this year already, and we're joined now by the Lions coach, Jeffrey Tiana. Jeff, welcome on to SAFM Sports Wrap this evening. Thanks for joining us. Yes, I've done great, and uh, I've done it to the listeners. Yeah, first time we've chatted this year. All the best for 2017. As as far as the start for the Lions go, one win, one draw. Uh, you're sitting second bottom on the the the, the Sunfoil series logs at the moment. Uh, you can't be too chuffed with with that at the moment, Coach. Yeah, look, not too chuffed really. But uh, you know, it's a close contest. You know, this year, I think it's the first time in South African cricket that all six teams, I mean, with three games to go have a chance to still win it because the point difference between 1 and 5 is 10 and uh, the point difference between 1 and 6 is like 18. And if you win a game, you get 10 points. So we, we've got a big one this week coming up. Uh, yes, we played well against the Titans, you know, like at the weekend. The boys uh, were putting some good performances. Um, it could have been nicer like, if we did get early, but we lost half the stadium through a groin injury. So like that uh, did make us delay, you know, like our declaration. But the confidence is high, you know, like in the camp. Bahardas, who is injured, we, 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 we do bring in to Stephen Cook, you know, he's the leader of the side. He's just come back from a successful test stint. So, like, he's back with us, the captain again tomorrow. And we've signed Gordon Hendricks as well, you know, like a loan at cover Bahardas from the Cobras. So confidence is high from the boys. The big one for us this week again. Coach, I wanted to ask, having the likes of Stephen Cook back, who's who's shown what what he can do. I mean, you've known for years what he can do with a cricket bat, but he's shown it on the international stage now as well. Having him back uh, in in some form as well, that that must be a massive boost. I was saying, having Stephen Cook back uh, after some 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 form in international cricket, so that must be a huge boost for the team. Yes, yes. You know, the people for us, I mean, Cookie, the Cookie loves playing for the Lions. I mean, he's the leader of the camp as well. Uh, you know, like as he came in this morning at training, you, you could see like the vibe change, you know, from the whole squad. Um, yes, we, we're quite happy to like, have him. Um, he's done well for us and uh, like the experience 
he's going to bring as well in the side from his test, um, you know, games. I mean, we will we'll be a very, you know, invaluable in, in this young team. Coach, you, you talk about the, the Dolphins and, and playing them in, in Maritzburg and how close things are. They are top of the log, but a, a win would really mix things up and, and, and put lines back in contention, as you said. Uh, the, the thought going into that game, particularly playing at uh, at Maritzburg and not in, in Durban, what, what, what are you expecting? Yeah, the biggest thing, you know, like about uh, Peter Maritzburg, uh, uh, the biggest issue there, you know, like is the weather, you know, and... And, and the light, obviously. But we played well in Peter Maritzburg. I mean, we played there last year, and we had a very, very good game against them. And we're going back there. So, like, we understand the conditions there. And um, and the pitch, I mean, you know, is normally good there. And, uh, yes, I, I think the betting unit as well has come back, you know, like, you know, like in the Titan game. And the first six games, I mean, like, our betting was really, really below par. But we chatted about that as a side. And, um, yes, hopefully, like, like, we can put up, you know, a big fifteen score and to try to get as many penalty points as we can. Coach, just on to the international setup at the moment. Obviously, uh, a few of the youngsters that you've had in your ranks uh, over the years in, involved with the Proteas at the moment. You must be pretty chuffed and pretty proud of, of the likes of KG Rabada and, and Quinton de Kock, who's played uh, quite a bit of cricket at the, at the lines. You, you must be pretty pretty impressed with uh, the way they are conducting themselves in the Proteas setup. Yeah, proud of KG. I mean, he's really, really done well. We have Quintin as well. He's playing for Titans now, but he started his cricket mm. with us. Uh, we're very, very proud of their achievements, I mean, like over the last 18 months, two years. And, uh, yeah, it's been tough for us as well. I mean, you know, like every year we, we seem to be producing with these protea players. And the times, I mean, it does test our depth. But I think as a, as a, as a franchise coach, you know, like my job is to produce players for the proteas. And now as well in the T20 setup, We've got Riza Hendricks, we've got Mangalito Musete, who's just scored a hundred against Titans. I mean, you know, his first one um, in his career. And Pangiso as well. You know, all those three are going to turn up for the Proteas this week. And I wish the boys, you know, like all the best. And, uh, you know, all three of them have confidence, you know, um, from the games that they've played, you know, for us. And um, I hope they play well, you know, against Sri Lanka, like in the T20s. Coach, looking at this series, I mean, we've we've walloped uh, Sri Lanka 3-0 in the Test Series, three T20s and five ODIs to come. You you wouldn't want to be part of that Sri Lanka camp, would you? They they they've got a tough tour ahead of them, and uh, I mean, they need they need to pick up a win, otherwise it's going to turn into a very long tour, isn't it? Yeah, it has, it has been tough for them, but I believe that the T20 cricket does bring teams you know closer because it uh, it only takes one or two guys to basically you know have a good day. So yes, I see it being. A touch closer, and the team that we picked as well. I mean, you know, it is a young team. There's a six guys. I mean, will be making like a, 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 like a, a, like a debut. So yes, I'm thinking like it is gonna be close in terms of T20 cricket, but um, but in terms of the 50 over cricket, I mean, with AB back as well, we, we should be stronger. You know, uh, against that. Coach, talk to me about the balance of, of that side at the moment. You mentioned AB coming back. Obviously, he wasn't involved in the, the, the last couple of test series. Uh, he's said today he's not available for uh, the, the New Zealand series, which uh, obviously leaves that team settled. They are playing great cricket. But when he is back, it does, it does pose an interesting dilemma for the selectors, doesn't it? Yeah, you know, at the top six or top seven, they've really, really played well. I mean, Cookie, you know, he's got 300, you know, in the last, what, eight, nine test matches. So, uh, 
it will be tough. I mean, Dean Elder playing well as well. Uh, JP Jumini, I mean, you know, at number four as well, is really, really done well. So it's all about, uh, you know, on those guys with those positions, they have to make sure that they keep performing because uh, AB has to come back. I mean, he's one of our best players. And unfortunately, one of the guys in the top six will basically have to miss out. And let's not forget Dale Staines also is still to come back. So uh, it's a it's a good headache to have, I guess, as a selector and a coach. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Jeff, best of luck for, for that clash against uh, the Dolphins. Uh, we'll be keeping an eager eye on it. We'll keep our listeners up to date uh, over the four days. We, we look forward to catching up again soon. Thank you very much, Fred. Cheers, mate. The SABC has signed a code of conduct that is enforced by the Broadcasting Complaints Commission of South Africa. Under the code, we are committed to giving news that is accurate, comment that's fair, and programming that is not harmful, does not amount to hate speech or violence or explicit sex. If you think we are not living up to that code, then you can inform the Broadcasting Complaints Commission of South Africa. Direct any complaints in writing to the BCCSA, PO Box 412-365, Craig Hall 2024. That's the BCCSA, PO Box 412-365, Craig Hall 2024. Send a fax to 011-326-3198 or an email to bccsa at nabsa.co.za. For more information, please visit bccsa.co.za. SAFM Sports Wrap. Well, it is still 1-0 in that uh, AFCON Group D clash between Ghana and Uganda. Ghana still leading about three minutes, uh, three and a bit minutes to go until the halftime break. On to some netball now. And Netball South Africa President Mimi Mtetwa says it's important for the national team to be exposed to high-quality international matches. The Proteas, who are currently ranked fifth in the world, will campaign in the third leg of the Netball Quad Series, which takes place from the 28th until the 31st of January at Durban's International Convention. Center. The tournament will feature the World and Commonwealth Champions, Australia, who are also ranked number one in the world, New Zealand and England, who are ranked second and third respectively, will also take part in the series. I, I think it's very important for anyone who would want to improve their performance. If you want to improve your performance, you play against the best. So um, I think uh, we have realized as Network South Africa that for so long the countries have been telling us that we are good, we've got good players, but the only thing that we, we lack in is good competitions where players are going to play very hard, they are going to play aggressively against each other regularly. That is why then we decided to have the, the Brutal Fruit Never Premier League. We started it because we wanted to make sure that we keep our players playing. Now the, the only challenge that we have is we're still playing against ourselves there. So the level of play, no matter how high it is, at the Brutal Fruit Network Premier League uh, competition. But it's not really the same. The intensity is still not the same as your Super League that would be played in, 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 in the UK, as uh, the league that is played by uh, Australia and New Zealand. That is why now you find that although the players are getting a good uh, a, a training through the Brutal Fruit Network Premier League, they are getting more court time by being uh, in the league, playing the league for over two months now that is eight weeks, you find that when we get to the uh, uh, 
competition of uh, New Zealand, Australia and England, we struggled to keep up uh, with the intensity. We, we saw that when we went to New Zealand last year at the Quad Series, they started brilliantly, they played very well, but as the third and fourth quarter starts, you see that uh, they, they fade, which means we still need to have um, matches that are giving us the intensity right through with top, top quality players. The first two legs of the series were played in New Zealand and Australia last year with the competition to be held in South Africa and England this year. The opening matches on the 28th will be between New Zealand Ferns and the Australian Diamonds, a mouth-watering encounter between the two giants of world netball. That one gets underway at 3pm. This will be followed by a Battle of the Flowers featuring the Pro Tears and the English Roses uh, to follow at 5pm. The final match on the 31st will feature the Pro Tears against the Diamonds and Tetris says the preparations are well. We are faced with a mammoth task in making sure that we prepare for a wonderful, spectacular uh, quad series which will involve Australia, the country that is ranked number one in the world in netball, New Zealand ranked number two, England ranked number three and South Africa ranked number five. So the four countries will uh, battle it out at the ICC, Devon ICC. The first matches take place on the 28th of January and the last match will take place on the 31st of January. We think that the preparations are going very well. We were a little bit uh, you know, disappointed in that we announced that people would get their tickets from Compute Tickets as, last, as early as last year. But uh, we are very happy to uh, announce that the tickets are now available, so everyone must just rush and get the tickets. Remember that uh, everybody is buying from the same uh, uh, source, that is the Compute Tickets. So even the countries that are coming have got access to buying the tickets. So it's important for the Africans to make sure that they are the first to get the tickets. The tickets vary in, 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 in cost. It depends where you want to sit in the arena, but if you want uh, to sit closer where you will actually see uh, things happening closer to you, then of course you'll be paying more. But if you're going to be sitting uh, in the arena up there, you might pay a little bit less than those that are sitting closer. Well, those tickets are on sale. They range between 20 and 200 rand. Proteus head coach Norma Plummer selected the same team which played in the first two legs down under. The team will jet into Durban tomorrow ahead of their training camp. The Australian-born Plummer will be assisted by Nicole Kusak, who also joined, uh, who is also joined by Dumasani Chauke, who is a former Proteus and current under-21 assistant coach. Matetwa says they haven't changed the team for the sake of continuity. Yeah, the team was uh, silly. Remember, this is a continuation of what started last year. Last year, the Quad Series uh, was hosted by New Zealand and Australia. So this year, it's hosted by South Africa and England. So already, the team that uh, went to New Zealand and Australia to represent South Africa is the same team that is playing, uh, is going to play in the Quad Series. We, we can't change, chop and change, because we've been building. Remember, last year, after the Brutal Fruit Network Premier League, we did announce that we were 
using Brussels Fruit Network Premier League as a platform where we are going to identify the players and then put them through different competitions in preparation of the quad series. So there is no change. If there are changes, probably there would be changes because of injuries. But uh, as far as I know, all the players that went to uh, New Zealand and Australia last year are available and they are going to be there and they are going to participate. The team is coming to camp on the uh, on Wednesday, the 18th. So on, on the 18th uh, of uh, January, uh, the Spa protest will land in Devon and they will start their camp there. Durban has been chosen to host the series to serve as a dress rehearsal for the Commonwealth Games which will take place in the city in 2022. The Kuzuna Natal City has already hosted other major international events such as rugby, cricket and football World Cup and Tet was grateful for the support they're getting from the relevant stakeholders. We are happy that uh, this is coming to our country and we are happy that we are hosting it in KZN. Uh, you know the city of Durban is one of the cities that are renowned for, uh, for hosting international sport uh, events. We hope that this is going to add to the, you know, to their uh, profile as a city that uh, is able to host big events, sporting events. We are also thinking that uh, everybody is waiting for 2022, so why not start now and uh, see how, uh, it, how it looks like when Nepal is played in the arena. So we are ready. We also want to thank uh, Teguini Metro for also coming on board and uh, working with us towards the preparations. We have engaged them in trying to get the, the, the venue, the ICC. We have also engaged their sports and recreation in KZN and they've always supported us. So it's really uh, something where everybody has come on board and they have said they really, really support us as far as government and the municipality is concerned. This is Sport on SAFM, every supporter's greatest resource. Well, it is halftime in Gabon, 1-0 to Ghana up against Uganda. Staying with football, South African senior women's national team, Banyana Banyana, come up against France in an international friendly at the Saint-Denis in Reunion Island on Sunday. Kick-off 7 o'clock South African time. This will be the second time that the two nations meet with Banyana suffering a 3-2 defeat in the first encounter back in 2009. Le Bleu is uh, ranked third in the FIFA rankings, while Banyana occupy 51st spot national team interim coach Desiree. Israelis says it's good to face national teams that are within the top 20 in terms of the FIFA rankings. Well, last year we were fortunate to play the USA, um, also other countries in the top 20, and this opportunity very early in the, in the year, playing the number three ranked. Um, it's always good to play against these teams because uh, when we go to our African competitions, it's also high level, but you learn to play under the pressure. And um, with, with all due respect, Cecil has been fantastic in, in having the league. But the pleasure that you're under in a Cecil game is so small that when you get to international game, you get the same opportunity, but you're not able to finish it. And so um, having to play under the high pressure, having to be organized under the high pressure, um, creating opportunities and then very organized at the back. Um, they like to play quick, um, very organized in, in the midfield, midfield as well. Um, wingers are quick as well. Um, the striker up front makes good runs, um, and uh, also they push up, push up very, very high with, with the midfielders. So hopefully we are hoping to exploit those spaces when we win the ball. Ellis has stressed the importance of her team finding the back of the net more often in matches. Banyana only managed to score five goals at the 2016 Africa Women's Nation Cup in Cameroon. Ellis, the former Banyana captain, says her technical team will be working on improving the goal ratio. 
the biggest problem, well, not our problem only, but a South African problem, putting the ball in the back of the net, and uh, that is one of the biggest things we will be working on over the next year. Um, is to improve the ratio of getting shots on target because if you get it on target, you have an opportunity to score. Um, at the AWC, uh, we calculated we had over 80 scoring opportunities and by scoring only five, that's not the ratio that you, that you want. So to get more shots on target and hopefully score more goals. It is also commented on her future at the national team. The 53-year-old Spurs ladies mentor was placed as the interim coach of Banyana last year after the departure of Vera Powell. Ellis says that a victory against France might be enough to convince the South African Football Association management to hire her on a permanent basis. No, nothing yet. Um, I think uh, everybody's just back at work and the friendly came, so we just jumped straight into it already from, from last month. So when everybody was having a holiday, we were not really having a holiday. But uh, all I can do is, is try and prepare to play the team, lead the team, and uh, hopefully the team executes what the plan that we have. And the rest is up to the powers that be to decide what they want to do. I think a, a good result, a good performance will, will definitely do that. Um, uh, and I cannot say whether it's promising or not, but I'm still here. So that looks promising. <laughs> Since arriving at the national team, Desiree and her technical team have been trying different formations. Ellis says that they will continue searching for the formation. The Cape Town-born mentor adds that her team has improved in terms of overall performances since last year's Olympics. Well, in the tournament, we didn't only play with two strikers. We had uh, our first game, we played 4-1-3-2. Our second game against Cameroon, we played 4-2-3-1. Our third game against Egypt, we played 3-5-2. In our last game, we played 4-1-3-2. Um, so we'll try all these different combinations because in one, give, in one game, we could, we, could, we could play all that. But primarily, we want to get numbers in the box because it gives us a better chance of scoring goals. Um, we want uh, to be in, in, the, in the, that position when the ball comes there um, and, and be able to finish. And we will continue with that until we find the right mix and until we put the ball in the back of the net. And uh, that's the thing, as you saw, we were working on today, and it's, a, it's an everyday thing from going forward. Meanwhile, Ellis has called up JVWSC midfielder Amanda Dlamini to replace the injured Numpulolelo Nyandeni. Dlamini was not part of the Banyana team that was on duty at the AWCon in, in Cameroon last year due to prior engagements. Ellis says that nothing beats experience. No, Amanda, um, you can see she's been training. Um, there is no substitute for experience. You know, um, we looked at players at the Cecil Championships to give them an opportunity. Uh, it was unfortunate that Mpumi injured us uh, two days before coming to camp. We had it assessed. Amanda came in. She looks like she hasn't left. Fitness level is, is a reasonable level. And it shows that players have gone back to work. Um, I believe when you're in the national team uh, or on the fringes of the national team or you have been or you want to be, you, you need to train on your own um, because when the call-up comes, you need to be ready. And the players are ready. You're listening to Sport on SAFM, the next best thing to being at the game. Don't forget that game kicks off at 7 p.m. Sunday. On to some AFCON news now. Zimbabwe will take on Africa's best-ranked team, Senegal, in the 31st edition of the Africa Cup of Nations in a match that could give an indication of which of the teams will progress to the quarterfinals. 
following a spirited performance against pre-tournament favourites Algeria in their opening match, which ended in a two-all draw. The Warriors have given an impressive account of themselves in the Afghan finals in Gabon, appearing in their third final. Zimbabwe held their own against Riyadh's Mahrez inspired Algeria. The defensive organisation of Zimbabwe ought to improve ahead of their second and final round robin games against Senegal and Tunisia, respectively. Southern Africa's only representative at the finals were handed a tough draw in a group touted as the group of death. African Academy director and Mamelodi Sundowns utility player Harold Lahodi explains. It was a good game. Zimbabwe played very well, especially they haven't been involved in African Championship for a very long time. Things have been watching Zimbabwe for the past year. This year they had a very stable work and solid one. It's a maybe a little bit of mistakes, which I think personally and should have played maybe to an extent rule figures in the start of the game. But I think on, on form in Doro in scoring goals in the PSL. Anyway, but by the game, how the game went on, when you miss too many chances, they create a lot of chances, which I think they scored about five goals, and they missed goals in um, one-on-one with the goalkeeper. Lack of concentration at the back gave Maris a chance to score two goals. But they are plus Algeria, which is a top team in Africa, which uh, the last team which did well in the World Cup in Brazil was Algeria. But I've watched them play against uh, Nigeria in the qualifying games of the World Cup, and they can still be beaten. But I'm quite impressed with Zimbabwe the way they played. Hopefully they're in a tough group, this group of deaths, so hopefully they'll do well and qualify for the second round. Debutant Skinny Bissau caused an upset against host Gabon, which raised major questions as to whether the gap between established powerhouses and the minnows in African football is narrowing. The Khori says players from several African nations opting to go through academies in European nations are having huge impact on smaller nations in Africa. Hence, people cannot take them for granted any longer. So football has changed uh, uh, culture. Most of the teams, I mean, we're exposed to so many things because of television or so many interesting players of, from different countries. Even Guinea-Bissau, the players, not the best stars in their team and coming from a small country, which the have players who are playing for Borussia Dortmund, play for Juventus, play for top teams in Europe. And uh, against all of the score, the goal, last goal, I think it was LFK. But they played well throughout the game. They were under pressure, they defended very well, and they scored at the right time to equalize, so the score can be 1-1. But I'm saying that, you know, we'll see who qualifies for, for the second round. These are some new games. Teams are still finding that teams because they haven't played competitively, they've been practicing, being friendly. But this is the first game. We'll see after the second game and third game, and we'll have a proper judgment if small teams are, will make an impact in the tournament. But equalizing 1-1, we still have a few more games to go to see if it will make an impact. Then you have a proper judgment if these teams uh, will make an impact in the tournament or not. But um, I was quite impressed with Guinea-Bissau, the way they played against Gabon, qualizing towards the end, but maintaining it could have with these top players who are playing Europe. One experienced player, same applies to Algeria, with all the players who are playing Europe, uh, top second player of the year, female league player of the year, Mares, Slimani, Ibrahim, who plays for Porto, they play in the Champion League. Uh, most of them, but you know Zimbabwe and Guinea-Bissau have done well. Let's just see if uh, they'll do well and can they qualify for second round. SAFM Sports Wrap. And that is about that for SAFM Sports Wrap tonight. Don't forget you can be in touch uh, via social media. 
just look us up. Uh, search for SAFM Radio. You can find me personally as well at Big Brad Brown. If you have any comments or questions, suggestions, uh, do reach out. We'll be back again tomorrow evening at 6.30. We'll have more sport for you tomorrow morning on AM Live. It is 1-0 at half time in that AFCON clash uh, between Ghana and Uganda. Still a game to come tonight. Mali up against Egypt. That one kicks off at 9pm. Don't forget it's live action across various SABC radio stations and SABC TV as well. From myself, Brad Brown, and my producer, Siobhan Chetty, thank you so much for listening. Have yourself a great evening. Right now it is 7 o'clock, and Greg Close has your news.